Hello, this is Pastor Jay of Walker Truth Radio Network, and I have my partner in crime, T. Drake of God's Gift Through His Word Podcast. We are going to do Monday morning combos. Yes, we're going to talk about anything and everything, and we want to invite all of you to listen to us. What do you have to say, T? Well, Pastor Jay, I'm excited. This is going to be a great time to share, encourage, inspire, and people can learn. So I can't wait for another Monday morning combo edition. So you guys come out and enjoy with us. Learn, be encouraged, inspired. Don't forget to get your coffee, your tea, something to do with your whistle, and then just tune in with us every Monday and enjoy the conversation. So that's what I'm going to share and offer with you guys. You know, this is T. Drake, your podcasting Godmother of Connection. Remember to be blessed, motivated, and always inspired to do what God lays on your heart. Don't forget to check us out Monday mornings. God bless. Thank you for tuning into the Walk in Truth Radio Network broadcast. Grab your Bible, get settled, and let's walk through the Word of God together. Let us now reason together and listen to see what God is saying to us today. Gracious God, we thank you right now. We praise you, God. We just ask you for peace, understanding, healing in our bodies, and guidance in all areas. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. So, the last time we were here, we were in chapter 14. And in chapter 14, um, Saul and his son Jonathan um, were fighting um, their enemies, the, um, uh, Lord Jesus, my mind just escaped. Somebody help me. Huh? Philistines. Philistines. Thank you. And um, the Philistine, um, in order to attempt the Philistines, and Jonathan was... Um, obedient to God and he did God asked him to do while Saul of course we talked about this last time Saul did this fast and these oaths and basically we talked about how the people through God the God through the people through God redeemed Jonathan right mm -hmm. so now we're going to chapter 15 and I wanted to go over some stuff before we get to chapter 15 if you remember back in the outline of Samuel, we talked about the breakdown and the themes in um, in the book of uh, 1 Samuel. So I want to go back over that. Uh, we talked about the priesthood is corrupt, and we saw that in Samuel, right? Uh, chapter 2, um, verses 12 through 17 and 22 through 26, when we talked about Eli and his sons, remember? Mm -hmm. We talked about the Ark of the Covenant was not at the tabernacle. And we discussed how the Ark of the Covenant was taken and returned, remember? And we were talking about that in chapter 4, um, verse 3 to chapter 7 and 2. Um, next, we talked about the idolatry um, was practiced. And we saw a lot of that in chapter 7, verses 3 through 4. Uh, we saw that the judges were dishonest in 1 Samuel 8. Um, chapter 8, 2-3. through three. And then um, we're skipping David's covenant. That's in 2 Samuel because we're not in there yet. Mm -hmm. But the next thing is the sovereignty of God. And we see that in 1 Samuel 9, 
And then we see that in chapter 16, 12 through 13. And we're going to be talking about that today. Um, in addition to that, we talk about the Holy Spirit is evident in Samuel. And we saw that in chapter 10. We're going to touch on that. And um, we also saw that in 11. And we also are going to see that in chapter 16. So now we also see... Um, the books of Samuel is de uh, demonstrating the personal and the natural effects of sin. Eli and his son sin, the lacks of reverence for the ark, and we talked about the covenant and Saul's disobedience. So now we're we're reaching to another level of Saul's disobedience. We already saw in what in which chapter? Chapter thirteen was it chapter thirteen? How Saul. Had did a burnt offering. So that was his first part of his uh, disobedience to God, right? So now we're going into chapter 15. And we're going to see how um, Saul's disobedience is even more further, okay? Um, I also want to address uh, some things that um, I didn't address before because... Of course, I just recognize them today. Um, there's some things I want us to look at. So we saw in chapter 12, Samuel's um, farewell. Farewell. Remember that? Mm -hmm. And then in chapter um, 13, we see Saul's folly, which means we had just got through seeing um, in chapter 13 how Saul did that burnt sacrifice and wasn't supposed to do it, right? Then in chapter 14, verse 1 through 23, we see Jonathan's faithfulness. Now, I mean, and then next we saw Saul's fast, right? Chapter 14, 24 through 52. The unnecessary fast, right? Because mm -hmm. <laughs> it didn't, it wasn't for God, it was for Saul. Right. So last but not least, in chapter 15, we're going to see Saul's failure. And the title in chapter 15 in my Bible says it's called um, Saul's, the Lord rejects Saul. So I want to kind of look at this in a different way. Um, we usually read this chapter and we do it in chronological order, but I wanted to do it in a different way so we can kind of see, um, see it. We're going to still read the whole chapter, but see it in a different way. Okay. So bear with me. So, Nancy, um, um, you are going to read 1 Samuel, and then um, Frida, if I, if I have um, any other chapters, you're going to read that, okay? Okay. All righty then. So, Nancy, start with verse um, 3. 1 Samuel 15, verse 3. Now go and strike... Amalek and devote to destruction all that they have. So um, that's verse three. And Samuel was telling um, uh, Saul to go destroy all that they have. Do, do, that's all it says on your book? No. I'm, go ahead. No. Do not spare them, but kill both man and woman, child and infant, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. So this is the instruction, right? Free to go to um go to uh, Exodus seventeen verses eight through sixteen. 
16 coming from the KJV. Then came Amalek and fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out men and go out, fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass, when Moses held up his hand, that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy, and they took a stone and put it under him. And he sat thereon. And Aaron and Hur stayed up his hand, the one on one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua discomfited Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. And the Lord said unto Moses, Write this for a memorial in a book, and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua. For I will utterly put out from the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. And Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nisi. For he said, Because the Lord hath sworn that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. So now you see why God gave Saul this instruction through Samuel, right? <coughs> okay. Um, go to um, Numbers, uh, Stacy, um, 24 and 20. Numbers 24 and 20. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> then he looked on Amalek and took up his discourse and said, Amalek was the first among the nations, but its end is utter destruction. So we already know now that Amalek was supposed to be supposed to be completely destroyed, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. That is God's instruction. And that is the reason why he gave that instruction. So God told him to do something, and those instructions didn't have any diversion to it. It said completely destroy everybody. Go back to verse 1 in Samuel um, uh, 15, um, Nancy. And Samuel said to Saul, The Lord sent me to anoint you king over his people, Israel. Now therefore listen to the words of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts. You want me to go to two? Mm -hmm. okay. Go ahead. Thus says the Lord of hosts. I have noted what Amalek did to Israel in opposing them on the way when they came up out of Egypt. Now go and strike Amalek and devote to destruction all that they have. Do not spare them, but kill both man and woman, child and infant, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. Keep on. So Saul summoned the people and numbered them in Telaim, 200,000 men on foot and 10,000 men of Judah. And Saul came to the city of Amalek and lay in wait in the valley. Then Saul said to the Kenites, go, depart, go down from among the Amalekites, lest I destroy you with them. For you show kindness to all the people of Israel when they came up out of Egypt. So the Kenites departed, stop right there. Uh-huh, after we get to seven, stop. Okay. So the Kenites departed from among the Amalekites. So God spared the Kenites, right? Because they did what? They get they they um show kindness, right? So He said, destroy the Amalekites, but spare them, right? He said, go ahead and leave. If you don't leave, 
You gonna die. Like collateral. Okay. Damage. So you, the, what you think they did? They went on the left, right? Right. So this is the action that Saul does. Read verse seven. And Saul defeated the Amalekites from Havilah as far as Shur, which is east of Egypt. And he took Agag, the king of the Amalekites, alive and devoted to destruction all the people with the edge of the sword. Okay. Go back to verse 3. Okay. Read it. Now go and strike Amalek and devote to destruction all that they have. Do not spare them, but kill both man and woman, child and infant, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. No, but he did it. Oh, but it said spare the king, right? No, no. it didn't say that. What did it say? It said destroy them all. Kill both of them. And and the king is a man, right? Yes. And and and, and he he was a, he Amalek, right? Correct. Okay. So what did what did we just read? He he spared who? He spared Agag, the king of the Amalekites. Okay, keep on reading. All right, verse nine. But Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep and of the oxen and of the fatted calves and the lambs and all that was good and would not utterly destroy them. All that was despised and worthless, they devoted to destruction. Okay, so who does this sound like? Um, who does it sound like? Um, the Joshua. Thank you. Joshua and AI. Mm -hmm. Aiken, oh, yeah, Aiken, okay. God said, destroy everything. Don't right. keep nothing keep except nothing. what I tell you to keep and keep that from, from me, right? Yeah. And what Aiken do? And so he died for this. Okay. And his family died. And, and, and the animals died. All the people that was associated with him died. Because he disobedient. He was disobedient. Okay. So that sounds familiar. That they kept the spoils. Somebody had kept the spoils for themselves because because God's instructions were very vague, right? No. No. What did verse 3 say? Verse 3 said to go and strike Amalek and devote to destruction all that they have. Do not spare them, but kill both man and woman, child and infant, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. Okay. So then go to verse... Now, now hold up. It says that Saul and the who? Verse, and uh, the not, people. And the people, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's see. Let's go to, down to verse 15. Verse 15. What did Saul say? Saul said... They have brought them from the Amalekites for the people spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God and the rest we have devoted to destruction. So, hold up, let's go, let's go back to verse 9. It says Saul and the people. Yes. But verse 15 says Saul said they did it. Or the people the said, people uh -huh. did it. But I just could have sworn verse 9 says Saul and the people did it. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, Mama, Mama said, who wrote this? <laughs> oh, Ebony did it. <laughs> but Venus and Ebony broke it, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, go around to verse 18. Okay, verse 18. And the Lord sent you on a mission and said, go, devote to destruction 
the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Okay, go to verse 20. And Saul said to Samuel, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. I have gone on the mission on which the Lord sent me. I have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and I have devoted the Amalekites to destruction. But God did not say go back to verse 3. Okay, verse 3 says, Now go and strike Amalek and devote to destruction all that they have. Shuram, C-H-A-R-A-M, means complete destruction. That is what God was talking about in verse 8, 9, 15, 18, and 20. He did not say keep nobody. He didn't say give me no sacrifice. He said completely destroy them. And we found out why because Frida read in Exodus, right? Okay. And in, 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 in uh, Stacy read in Numbers, yeah. right? Yeah. So right there, you sound like a fool because we know what God said. Right. Samuel's, now this is, this is the thing. Samuel's instructions to Saul be clear and crystal clear. The first time he disregarded Saul, when Saul said, wait seven days and we're going to do a sacrifice. Remember chapter 13. Mm -hmm. Clear as possible. He told him this back in, in, in 10, right? He told him the instructions. So God gives us a second chance and gives us another chance and gives us clear instructions. They're not vague. They're not ambiguous. They are clear. He says, stop. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. And what does Saul do? Stop, pass go, and collect $200. Okay? All right. So then go to 10, verse 10. Verse 10 says, The word of the Lord came to Samuel. I regret that I have made Saul king, for he has turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. Okay, 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 okay. He says he he it says it's the word is called Nahum. It means pity, right? And he said, I regret, I regret, right? Mm -hmm. I regret. When did God regret something before? Huh? Okay, but when did he, 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 also, he did that? When he regret? Somebody else find another regression. You can Google it. I want to know when the other regression. Would he regret it? Make it man. We'll Google it together. Go to Genesis 6 and 6. Go to Genesis 6 and 6. Read that for me, Frida. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. Okay, my version says, and the Lord regretted that he made man on earth, and it grieved to his heart. So the Lord said, I will blot out man 
whom I created from the face of the land, man, animals, and creeping things, and birds of heavens, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the Lord's eyes. So therefore, Frida was correct. He regretted making man. Right? Yeah. He regretted making man at the time of the flood. Gone, Frida. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because men, man had messed up and messed up and messed up. So he regretted making them, right? Mm -hmm. So he now regrets making, making Saul king. Mm -hmm. That's a big rejection. That's a big rejection. And the 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 and it's because they were even at the beginning when he created man when he said he regretted they were disobedient to God and in this case Saul was being disobedient and turned his back on him. Who Lord Jesus? So then, verse go to verse uh, twenty nine. No 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 we're not. We're not going to go there. We, right now, we're talking about God's rejection. So God is Nahum pitying him. So mm -hmm. go to verse 11. I regret that I have made Saul king, for he has turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. And Samuel was angry, and he cried to the Lord all night. So now Samuel's grieved. Go ahead. And Samuel rose early to meet Saul in the morning. And it was told Samuel, Saul came, Saul came to Carmel, and behold, he set up a monument for himself and turned and passed on and went down to Gilgal. We just saw in chapter 14, that was the first time that Saul had put up a monument to God. And now he's putting up a monument to himself because he's graduating himself because he did what he wanted to do. And it's not about God. Mm -hmm. Okay, go ahead. And Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said to him, Blessed be you to the Lord. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. Really? Is that what you did? Reverse three. Reverse three. Now go and strike Amalek and devote to destruction all that they have. Do not spare them, but kill both man and woman, child and infant, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. Okay, so that's the first lie, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so go to verse 20. Verse 20. And Saul said to Samuel, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. I have gone on the mission on which the Lord sent me. I have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and I have devoted the Amalekites to destruction. We're going to refer to verse 3. And I won't have to let you repeat it. But that's not what you, that's not God didn't tell you to do that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's go. So now this that's the lie. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's go to verse 15. Let's see another lie. Saul said, They they have brought them from the Amalekites. For the people spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God. And the rest we have devoted to destruction. Okay, but the pastor is the, the he's the king and the pastor is head of the church. So who gets the responsibility if the parishioners and the, and the other people do something under your watch? Pastor. If if I am if I'm in charge, okay, let's put it in simpler terms. My mama leaves me in charge because I'm the oldest. And something gets broke. 
who you think getting in trouble first? Because I'm in God, God mama gave me and put me in charge. Right. And so whatever everybody else does, it's on me. So you saying the people did it, but you in charge. You're the king. You're the leader of this the, the, the tribe. So and thank you. So you blaming somebody else for something that even if you didn't do it, you were in charge and you knew they did it, and you should did you should took care of yourself, right? To correct that. Twenty one. Verse twenty one says, "But the people took." But the people took of the spoil, sheep and oxen, the best of the things devoted to destruction, to sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gilgal. But you lying, because you just put a monument to yourself. This ain't got nothing to do with God. And the people didn't do it, you did it. Come on now. Okay, so let's look, let's see what Samuel has saying. So Samuel, go to verse 14. 14. And Samuel said. What then is this bleeding of sheep in my ears and the lowing of the oxen that I hear? He said, so Samuel saying, you know you lying, okay? You lying and the truth ain't in you because I hear sheep and oxen. Come on now, because verse 3 says, Nancy, what? Verse 3 says, uh, to specific, now go and strike Amalek and devote to destruction all that they have. Do not spare them, but kill both men and women, child and infant, oxen, sheep, camel, and donkey. So what was the sheep and this oxen and, and all these other people still around? Bleating. They bleating, making noise. They not quiet. They bah and doing all that stuff. They supposed to be dead. Okay. So then let's look at this rebuking. Okay. So that's part of the rebuke. And, and let's go down to 16. Then Samuel said to Saul, Stop! I will tell you what the Lord said to me this night. And he said to him, Speak. Samuel said, Stop it. Stop lying. Mm -hmm. Just stop it. I'm, and I don't want to hear it no more. Mm -hmm. Go ahead in verse 17 through 19. And Samuel said, Though you are little in your own eyes, are you not the head of the tribes of Israel? The Lord anointed you king over Israel. And the Lord sent you on a mission and said, Go, devote to destruction the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you pounce on the spoil and do what was evil in the sight of the Lord? So Samuel is saying, Do. Do. You knew that you were supposed to kill everybody. Did nobody tell you to keep nobody. Like Aiken. Did nobody tell you to do none of this? So what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, dude, I keep giving you instructions and you keep not listening to me. Go to verse 22. And Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. Stop there. Jeremiah 7 and 23, freedom. Jeremiah 
But this thing commanded I them, saying, Obey my voice, and I will be your God, and ye shall be my people, and walk ye in all the ways that I have commanded you, that it may be well unto you. Keep on reading. But they hearkened not, nor inclined their ear, but walked in the counsels and in the imagination of their evil heart, and went backward and not forward. Okay, okay. All right, all right. <laughs> That's okay. Evil heart. That's our evil hearts, right? Mm -hmm. Our evil hearts, because our hearts are evil with nature. I'm sorry. God know your heart, and that's exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. That's exactly the reason why we <laughs> we messed up. So numbers twenty. Let's see. <laughs> I put numbers 21 through 13 here for a reason. I'm going to tell you why. Because Samuel says the people made me do it. Okay. Read uh, uh, numbers 21 through 13. Coming from the King James. Then came the children of Israel, even the whole congregation, into the desert of Zin in the first month. And the people abode in Kadesh, and Miriam died there and was buried there. And there was no water for the congregation, and they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron. And the people chode with Moses and spake, saying, Would God that we had died with our brethren, died before the Lord? And why have ye brought up the congregation of the Lord into this wilderness, that we and our cattle should die there? And were and wherefore have ye made us to come up out of Egypt to bring us into this evil place? It is no place of seed or of figs or of vines or of pomegranates, neither is there any water to drink. And Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly into the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and they fell upon their faces, and the glory of the Lord appeared unto them. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Take the rod, and gather thou the assembly together, thou and Aaron thy brothers, and speak ye into the rock before their eyes, and it shall give forth his water. And thou shalt bring forth to them water out of the rock. So thou shalt... Stop. Go ahead. Hold on one minute. God is giving Moses clear instructions. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. So thou shalt give the congregation and their beasts drink. And Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock. And he said unto them... Here now, ye rebels, must we fetch you water out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand, and with his rod he smote the rock twice, and the water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank, and their beasts also. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, Because ye believed me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore ye shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. This is the water of Meribah, because the children of Israel strove with the Lord, and he was sanctified in them. And mine says quarrel. So we see what happened to Moses when Moses disobeyed. Okay, yeah, yeah, uh, okay, okay. Um, Genesis, hold up, let's put a pin in that. I'm going to get to that. Genesis 31 and 19. Because y'all see, you see where I'm setting y'all up at. 31 and 19. 31. 
19. You know what? We ain't even got 30. We ain't got to go 31, 19. That's okay. We're going to stay where we at because I, I want to keep the point clear. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's go back to 1 Samuel. Okay. So, okay. So, um, I'm, ex I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Okay. So let's go back and, uh, we're going to go back to, uh, first Samuel, uh, 20, um, uh, 23, no 22. We'll keep on reading. And Samuel said, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to listen than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of divination, and presumption is as iniquity and idolatry. So to presume that God meant something else is wrong. Is that sin? Right. Mm -hmm. To obey is supreme, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So he could keep on. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord. He also, he has also rejected you from being king. So God has rejected, okay, has rejected um, Saul, right? Yes. So, so we, we went to, to um, let's go to verse 26. And Samuel said to Saul, I will not return with you, for you have rejected the word of the Lord. And the Lord has rejected you from being king over Israel. Keep on reading. As Samuel turned to go away, Saul seized the skirt of his robe and it tore. And Samuel said to him, the Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you this day and has given it to a neighbor of yours who is better than you. Keep on reading. And also the glory of Israel will not lie or have regret for he is not a man that he should have regret. Okay, so right there, Samuel has rejected him. God has rejected him. He is now being torn from the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. Analysis to Moses, because Moses could not take the people to the promised land yeah. for his disobedience. Yeah. Yeah. His not, he not obeying to the letter of the law. Mm -hmm. He did not say strike. He did not say blow. He said, speak to the rock and the water will flow. He tells Saul, Go destroy everybody and keep on going. Now, mind you, you already messed up when you did this birth sacrifice and nobody tell you to do that. But right. I'm going to disregard that and give you another chance. Mm -hmm. And then I still give you instructions. And you don't follow them to the letter because you think more of yourself than of God. And he built an altar to himself. He is this he is this big man on campus. He's this fine man. He's disobedient. And exactly what Saul says in chapter um, and he says, obeying the voice of the Lord, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and listen than the fat of the rams, which means I don't need to sacrifice. For rebellion is the as the sin of deviation, you rich witchcraft. And presumption is an equal an equity of idolatry. You he was idolizing himself. So Samuel saying, no, nah, I, I reject you and God is rejecting you for you don't know how to listen. You can't heed the voice of God. This is the second time that you've done something that you weren't supposed to do. And you supposed to be the head of you, the king. You supposed to represent God's interest and you don't know what you're doing. It's a serious thing. Go to uh, uh, no, Numbers 23 and 19. 
And 19. 19. Mm -hmm. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Nor hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? So I like what my version I like that version, but this is what my version says. God is not a man that he should lie, or, or, or a son of man that he should change his mind. He said, and he will. He if if he said he said, and will he not? He do it. It's a question. Mm -hmm. Or has he spoken and will not fulfill it? God told him what to do. All you got to do is do it. What's the problem? But the problem is, is that we can't look at Saul in a bad way, because God tells us to go and do such and such, and we do the opposite. Mm -hmm. Because we idolize ourselves and the physical instead of following the spirit of God. Right? Okay. So then, of course, Saul does the same thing that Israelites do every time. Oh, I got in trouble. Save me. Save me. I'm so sorry. God, just save me. I didn't mean it. I'm just so, I'm just a wretched person. Go to uh, 20, verse 24. Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and your words, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. Now, therefore, please pardon my sin and return with me that I may bow before the Lord. <laughs> so, Saul so say, no, nah, I'm good. Okay? <laughs> he say, I'm good. Go to first 30. Okay, 30. Then he said, I have sinned, yet honor me now before the elders of my people and before Israel, and return with me, that I may bow before the Lord your God. <laughs> Go to verse 31. So Samuel turned back after Saul, and Saul bowed before the Lord. Samuel said, I'm good. So you have you ever heard about Jewish uh, people shunning other people? Um they shun, they, they turn their backs and they and they let the person go. If you ever, um, and I'm, I'm, maybe I'm making myself dated, if you ever watched an episode of Star Trek, uh, The Next Generation, where Worth, um, uh family got uh, condemned. And so all the Klingons turned their backs and he had to walk in, in, in disgrace. Um, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people that practice, uh, um, what is that? Jehovah's Witnesses. If they do something that's against the the, uh, the tenants of Jehovah's Witnesses, they get shunned. They can't even talk to people. Mm -hmm. They can't talk to their family members. They can't talk to anybody. So in reality, so Samuel turning his back away from him and not praying with him, that's a shunning. Yeah. And that's deep because the man of God says, I'm, I'm good on you. Okay? I'm good on you. I want to read a note um, that I think is important. Um, it's 15 and 28. No, it says Samuel judgment was settled the matter on the day of his disobedience with the Amalekites. Samuel used the illustration as vividly portrayed on how God will take the kingdom from Saul as he just torn Samuel's robe, a neighbor of yours. This was a reference to, um, this is going to be, this is going to be a reference in, uh, David in chapter 28, uh, verse 17. So, um, right there. You showed when he when the, when the robe torn, his kingdom tore. Mm -hmm. That was symbolic that now you're gone, you're rejected, right? Okay, 
So, so Samuel and bow before the Lord. Now, now you want to um, do what God told you to do, right? Mm -hmm. But Samuel's work was not done. Let's go to verse 32. Then Samuel said, bring here to me Agag, the king of the Amalekites. And Agag came to him cheerfully. Agag said, surely the bitterness of death is past. And Samuel said, as your sword has made women childless, so shall your mother be childless among women. <laughs> and Samuel hacked Agag to pieces before the Lord in Gilgal. So Samuel did what Saul could not do. That Saul should have done. And he killed the king as it was supposed to happen. Correct? Correct? Now, this is the first time we've heard that Samuel had killed anything mm -hmm. or anybody mm -hmm. <laughs> or, <laughs> or did yeah. any type of warlike thing. Yeah. Yeah. But he knew that the, the word of God had to be completed. Correct? Yes. So let's read verse 34. Then Samuel went to Ramah and Saul went up to his house in Gibeah of Saul. And Samuel did not see Saul again until the day of his death. But Samuel grieved over Saul. And the Lord regretted that he had made Saul king over Israel. Okay, so this is the problem. When you read that, who do you think didn't see Saul? And I mean, it says that Samuel and Saul didn't see each other until the day of whose death? I guess to the day Saul's of Saul's death. death. Excellent. Some people interpret it. The saying that Samuel didn't see Saul until Samuel's death, mm -hmm. but we, as we know, when Saul Samuel had died already, when Saul died before Saul died, mm -hmm. but remember he came to him, right. and then when he did a deviation and he had this one witchcraft lady bring, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, but I, I want to y'all are excellent, so I'm glad I didn't have to explain that because and 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 right there, God still regretted making. Saul, a king, okay? Um, free to go. Let's go to Psalms 15. Sorry, I got so excited today. Oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus, for your mercy. Psalm 15, mm -hmm. verses 1 through 5. Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy, in thy holy hill? He that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness and speaketh the truth in his heart. He that backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbor, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor. In whose eyes a vile person is content, is content, but he honoreth them that fear the Lord. He that sweareth to his own hurt and changeth not. He that putteth not out his money to usury, nor taketh reward against the innocent. He that doeth these things shall never be moved. Go to verse uh, Psalms 40 and 6. Sacrifice the offering thou didst not desire. Mine ears has not, no, I'm sorry. Mine ears has thou opened. Burnt offering and sin offering has thou not required. In sacrifice and offering you have not delighted, but you have given me an open ear. Burnt offering and sin offerings you have not required. God did not require a burnt offering and a sin offering. 
when he told Saul to destroy the Amalekites. Amalekites. He told him to destroy everybody. He didn't say take the sheep and the auctions and, and, and so we can do a sacrifice. And so you see there's an ill, even though we know David is the one talking in the psalm, you can see right there that God doesn't need, and just like Samuel says, God doesn't need your sacrifices. He needs your obedience. Right. And it sounds like that the sacrifice thing, like that seems to be another leading to disobedience when the the Eli's children offered was that they were doing the wrong things at the sac sacrifice. Yeah. So it's like they that open it's it's obedience. It's not yeah. the sacrifice. Sac right. The sacrifice they, is the symbolism exactly. of what God asked you to do. But when he told that, Abraham yeah. to sacrifice his son Isaac, Abraham did it. He was gonna yeah. kill his son. Yeah. That was obedience right. that was better than the sacrifice. And then God gave him a sacrifice. Right. And the strange fire, it's like the sacrifice, they try to use that as a way to try to show it, but it's really not even in obedience. But if you can see it, like, oh, he must be obedient. 51, right. let's go to 51. Psalms 51, 16 through 17, freedom. Psalms um, 51, 16. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. O God, thou wilt not despise. So it's a contrite spirit and a, a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. In order to obey God, you have to humble yourself and do what he asks you to do. Right. He doesn't need those sacrifices. Right. Oh, Jesus. Let's go to Isaiah. Y'all about to, about to run. Isaiah 1. 10 through 15. You know what? Let's see. Sort at 11. Isaiah 1, 11. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me, saith the Lord? I am full of the burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fed beasts. And I delight not in the blood of bullocks or of lambs or of he goats. When he come to appear before me, who hath required this at your hand to tread my courts? Bring no more vain oblations. Incense is an abomination unto me. The bring, bring no more vain offerings. Incense is an abomination to me. Go ahead. The new moons and Sabbaths, the calling of assemblies, I cannot away with this. It is iniquity, even the solemn meeting. Go your, ahead. Your new moons and your appointed feasts, my soul hateth. They are a trouble unto me. I am weary to bear them. And when he spread forth your hands, I will hide mine eyes from you. Yea, when you make many prayers, I will not hear you. Your hands are full of blood. <laughs> So you see this, we're in Isaiah. They still don't know what to do. Jeremiah 6 and 20. Jeremiah 6, 20. Uh -huh. To what purpose cometh there to me incense from Sheba? And the sweet came from a far country. Your burnt offerings are not acceptable, nor your sacrifices sweet unto me. <laughs> go, let's go to Hosea 6. Oh, Jesus. We got to keep hearing it because apparently we, we don't get it. Isaiah 6. 6. Verse 6 through 9. 
For I desired mercy and not sacrifice. Stop. For I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice. Go ahead. And the knowledge of God more than burnt offering. Uh huh. But they, like men, have transgressed the covenant. They, but but like Adam, they have transgressed the covenant. There have they dealt treacherously against me. Gilead is the city of them that work iniquity and is polluted with blood. And as troops of robbers wait for a man, so the company of priests murder in the way by con by consent, for they commit lewdness. So they had committed murder and they committed villainy. And right there, it's, this is all examples of God's rejection of sacrifice. He wants the, an attitude of obedience and devotion and not an attitude of unnecessary offerings right. and sacrifices. Right. Because we, what happens is, is that when we take the obedience out of the equation, the sacrifice means nothing. Right. It's an empty gesture. So, so to say. So basically you're saying the religious activity is empty without the heart Correct. You don't have a contrite heart. You just you just you just doing something. Right. Right. For the sake of doing it. Yeah, for the sake of doing it. Let's go to first uh, Samuel chapter sixteen and we're gonna do sixteen through thirteen uh, fourteen. So let's get that. Let's get that. Sixteen one verse one through fourteen. Uh-huh. Okay. The Lord said to Samuel. How long will you grieve over Saul since I have rejected him from being king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I will send you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided for myself a king among his sons. So he's telling, he says, Samuel, what, I ain't, why are you grieving against him? That was old news. We need to go ahead and do what I need to do. Okay? And so we have to go to Jesse the Bethlehemite, because remember in Ruth, Ruth, that's Ruth people, right? Jesse's a descendant uh, of Ruth, right? And uh, that we already know that the line of the Messiah has to come through this, uh, through this Benjamite, through the Messiah has to come through the, the tribe of Judah. So we have to get there, right? Yeah. All right, go ahead. And Samuel said, how can I go? If Saul hears it, he will kill me. Because he know, he was like, well, Saul is already mad. Saul, the note says that Saul unbalanced emotions state was already known in Israel. It is ironic that Samuel's initial reaction to the, the word of the Lord was the fear of Saul instead of rejoicing of God's provision to Israel, ultimately to all nations. The route to Ramadan to Bethlehem will take Samuel through Gilead of Saul. I have, and so he's saying, hold up now, this man gonna kill me. <laughs> but what, go ahead and read what God said. And the Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord and invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you what you shall do. And you shall anoint for me him whom I declare to you. Samuel did what the Lord commanded and came to Bethlehem. The elders of the city came to meet him trembling and said, do you come peaceably? Let me tell you why they said that. Because what happened in 15 and 33? Samuel and killed Agai, and everybody knows. <laughs> and so the note says, no doubt all of Israel has heard Samuel's execution of the Agai. And, and, and Israel still closely associated the seer and prophet with the not-so-distant past office of judge. So now they're saying, oh, Lord, is he coming to kill us too because we disobedient? Mm -hmm. 
So now Samuel got a reputation, and they afraid of him. Go ahead. And that's just from one murder. But prophets I mean, don't usually murder people. Right. <laughs> okay. Now, now, now let me take that back. The prophets and the judges of they were they did kill people. Let me take that back because he was a judge. So he was the last judge. Remember that one uh, uh, judge killed that fat man. So. But Samuel has always been a person of peace. And he's a seer. And he's talking to God. He has not had to fight anybody. And so God has not commissioned him to do so. So let me make, let me clear that on up. So they knew that what the other judges did. And they knew he was a judge. So now they think he finna do something. Okay, let's go ahead. And he said, peaceably, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they came, he looked on Eliab and thought, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Amen. So you know I'm going to pause here. Go to Matthew. <laughs> no, let's go to Isaiah 55. God had already did what they wanted him to do. He had already, remember, Saul was fine. So we don't need another fine man. Because his heart is evil. 55, verse 8 through 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. <laughs> For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. I could run right on that. I could run right on that, y'all. For his thoughts are not our thoughts. And he, so he sees your heart. He sees your true intent. He don't see how you look on the outside. It would appear that he has the right, like you say, he's looking at his statue like, oh, that must be him. He didn't look. Who, who, who has Pastor been preaching on? He didn't look at Joseph's small stature and he was the last son he looked at his heart and said this is who you're gonna be yeah. he didn't moses stuttered yeah. come on now don't let me start let me let me stop i gotta get this done i'm sorry i'm gonna i'm getting excited i'm getting excited so uh let's go to matthew 12 and 34 O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Right there it shows. Keep on reading. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. Keep on. But I say unto you that every idle word that man shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Go ahead, let's go back to, uh, <laughs> I will leave it right yeah, there. Yeah. Let's go back to 1 Samuel. Okay, in verse 8. Yes. Then Jesse called Abimadab and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shammah pass by. And he said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. 
And Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen these. Then Samuel said to Jesse, are all your sons here? And he said, there remains yet the youngest, but behold, he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, send and get him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. And he sent and brought a man. Now he was ruddy and had beautiful eyes and was handsome. And the Lord said, arise, anoint him, for this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord rushed upon David from that day forward. And Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. Read, read verse 14. Now the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and a harmful spirit from the Lord tormented him. So as the spirit entered David, the, the spirit of the Lord left Saul, and now Saul has a spirit of the devil. Mm, and 16 and 13 compared to 10 and 10 was the difference is. Uh, 1 Samuel 10 and 10 is when the spirit entered Saul. Mm -hmm. That the, when the spirit entered David, he kept his spirit. His spirit never left him. God's spirit never left David. But God's spirit left Saul. And just as Samuel, he tore, remember, he tore in that robe, yeah. the spirit of the Lord was removed from Saul. Yeah. So when we go to chapter, finish chapter 16, going to 17, mm -hmm. we'll start to see the Saul and David's interaction and how David comes on the scene. But this is, this uh, chapter 16, well, 15, going to 16, well, no, chapter 16 starts the third chapter, the third quarter of Samuel that finishes out Saul's reign into David. And so it takes you all the way into the conclusion of chapter 31, chapter, uh, verses 1 to 13 of what happens to Saul. So now we see that the spirit that we talked about before that was instantly on him has now left him. And was replaced by tormented Yeah. Because we are spirits. So when if God, uh, remember, uh, God and, and the devil cannot dwell in the same place. So when God leaves you, what you think you got left? Yeah. Ooh, Heavenly Father, we thank you, God. We thank you for this revelation. We thank you for interceding and entering our, our Bible study, God. God, thank you. And I hope that some whoever is listening and, and seeing this sees God and understands his, his mighty revelation through the Bible. God, we ask you to cover our nation, cover those who have, are suffering from COVID-19, those who have lost loved ones, those who are sick and afflicted, those who have lost their livelihood, God, those who have been persecuted, God. And we just thank you and we ask you to cover them and bless them. We thank you for our congregation and God, we ask you to allow us to keep giving the truth of your word, God. Continue to bless us and to strengthen us, God, and give us correction and reproof when needed. Lord, we just thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. We worship at the Universal Church of Jesus Christ Building, located at 2301 Wallace Avenue, Overland, Missouri 63114. Times of worship, 8.30 on Sunday, Bible study 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. on Tuesday. All are welcome and thank you for considering us as your place of worship.